Welcome to the Kate Take Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Brown. Each week, I'm going to share with you a tangible tool that you can apply to your mindset or routine so you can stop sitting on your hands and start making moves to make that dream on your heart a reality. This is my take on a no BS, tough love, yet gentle approach on what to do in your daily life. Because at the end of the day, you are the one that's going to find the courage to apply these things and take them into your own life and create your own amazing reality. I need you to buckle up. I need you to get ready to get real, have some fun, swear a little bit along the way, and hear my take each week on how to make your dreams go from a just a dream to a reality. You excited? I know I am. So buckle up and let's go, girl. Here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Kate Take. I'm so hyped. I'm on cloud nine. I'm so excited about our guest today. I am sitting down with Jared Sklar. You might know him if you're a Beachbody user or if you love body because he is a Beachbody trainer. He is a cycle instructor on Body Interactive. If you are one of my challengers or clients or coaches, I know you like Jared because I have recommended his classes. He's like my favorite instructor on there and he's an Ironman, and he's lost 100 pounds, and he's super inspiring and down to earth and chill, and he's our guest this week. So Jared, welcome to the Kate Take. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I joke around all the time, you know, being on the bike and, and uh, just having like a one-way uh, communication with, with the people taking my class, having like an actual dialogue is something that I'm really looking forward to. So this is, this is really exciting. Yes, I'm so pumped. I like tag Jared on Instagram. Watch out, Jared. Now you're going to get all these tags. But I was like, then somehow he started DMing and I was like, oh, do you want to be on the podcast? He's like, hell yeah. And I was like, sweet. This is awesome. Because you guys, one thing that I love. Um, so, you know, a few months ago, Beachbody partnered with Mixbike, if you don't know this, and now we have our own live interactive classes. And Jared and I were saying this before the podcast started, you know, I've used Beachbody programs pretty much I mean, exclusively for six years. And I just think that body has brought so much zest and life to our platform and what we offer to people. And it's brought on people like Jared, who just bring new, amazing energy to the Beachbody um, platform. And the reason I right away was like, oh, Jared, do you want to be on the podcast is if you guys have taken a class with Jared, I, I say this to my husband and my husband takes Jared's classes too. I will get off of those rides. I'm like, I feel like I was listening to personal development while I was getting exercise. And I just love that. So Jared, I could keep singing your praises, but I want the listeners to just know more about your story because you've lived some life. Yeah. You've accomplished some really cool things. And I feel like you're just on this awesome upward trajectory of, you know, where you're headed and the people you're helping. So who is Jared? What's your story? Tell us all the things. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's kind of a, a loaded question, but I, you know, I guess the, the biggest thing is a couple of years ago, you know, call it three and a half, four years ago, I I was at a really big tipping point in my life. Um, for the, the majority of my life, I was very overweight and, and it kind of came to a point three to four years ago where I was basically a hundred pounds overweight. I was, I was almost 300 pounds and I knew that I needed to change, but I didn't necessarily know where to go, how to like, how to, how to make that change and, and, really how to influence long-term change. Right. And yeah. so 
Um, I was one of those people that every single January 1st, I would set a new goal. And then a month later I would give up or, or quit and, and just kind of fall back on my old habits. And, um, and it came into a point, I, I had a few, like, I guess, light bulb moments that really set me on this trajectory. Um, I was always an athletic person, um, you know, high school, all through high school, um, hockey, baseball, a little bit of like flag football, things like that. And so moved out to LA and, um, I was in a flag football league. Um, it was like a contact flag football league. This was about three and a half years ago. And I kept pulling my hamstring like really, really bad. Like it was like three or four times in like a month, month and a half period. And so I went to the doctor and I never knew that this injury would be what like set me on this journey. Right. So I went to the doctor and he was like, listen, like you have a really bad hamstring strain. You got to do something to, you know, strengthen your soft tissue and, and really rehab. Otherwise it's just going to continue to be a problem for you. And so he was like, check out like something that's low impact, get on a spin bike, get on a, get on a cycle bike and just like do it for a month and then come back to visit me and see what happens. And so around that same time, uh, and first of all, I, I always like to preface this by saying, I never in a million years thought that I would enjoy cycling. Like I, like if you ever come to LA, there's cyclists all over the place, yeah. you know, with their spandex outfits and, and like me being like a, a road rage type driver, I would see these cyclists. I'm like, Oh, what the heck are these people doing? Yeah, right. like, I like to, I like to preface it with that. Right. And, and like, and so, you know, I was like, I don't know if I really want to get in this, on this bike, but you know, my, my doctor recommended it. And so around that same time, um, I had actually, I was at home one day, I wanted to have some lunch. I opened the fridge and I, when I opened the fridge, I saw four different pizza boxes from four different restaurants in my fridge. And so, you know, seeing that, and it was just like a light bulb moment where I was like, this is terrible. Like, like why am I? And that's not to say that you can't eat pizza and have that <laughs> fit in your lifestyle, but like, you know, this is just, it's bad. So, you know, around that same time with the injury, I was like, okay, I like, I need to change my diet and things like that. And so changed my diet up a little bit, got into intermittent fasting. And then also, you know, there was a, um, a LA fitness that was right around the block from me. I was a member of it and I knew that there was a cycle room and they taught cycle classes, but like cycle classes was kind of, were kind of intimidating to me at the time. Like something about being in a big group and like being new to it. Like it, you know, I wasn't really, I had been to one cycle class before one of my clients actually owned a studio and, you know, I just didn't really want to do the whole cycle class thing. So I was like, you know, what? I know that there's a room. I'm just going to go into that room on the off hours. Cause I know nobody's going to be there. And I'm just going to sit on the bike for 45 minutes and, and rehab my, my leg. And so I kind of like made my own workouts. And after the first month of the diet, plus the, the cycling, I had lost 20 pounds and I kind of like looked myself in the mirror. I was like, okay, like my doctor prescribed, like to quote unquote prescribed a month of cycling to me. But I was like, you know what? Like if I lost 20 pounds in a month, like why do I have to stop? Like, just because he said I should go for a month, like why, why should I stop here? And so continued on that path. And six months later, I lost a hundred pounds and like set off this entire crazy journey that, you know, six months prior to that, I would have never in a million years thought that I would have even gotten into cycling, let alone like had made that sort of transformation in my life. And, and it wasn't just the physical aspect. It was also the mental aspect as well. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of how I got into cycling and, and kind of how the journey started. And, um, you know, I talk about it all the time, like 
not discounting one small one small change, one small decision, and how big of an impact that one small change or decision can make on your life. And so, um, yeah, I just look back to that and it's just, it's crazy how like that small domino has led me to, you know, along this path. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is wild. The, the, that is, it's so cool. And I, what I love that you said, you know, it's like, I can like see you like with those, with the pizza boxes, right. And, mm-hmm. and the injury, and that's a setback. And we all face setbacks in our life. And I always tell my team and my clients, I'm like, you cannot have a comeback unless you have a setback, right? And so it's like, look at what, you know, some people would just stop there and be like, well, I guess I'll just stay unhappy. And instead you decided to do something about it. So you've lost a hundred pounds, you know, you're feeling good. How did you go from, I'm gonna ride alone in a room so I'm not with anyone to being then in front of the class teaching it to then eventually now you're teaching it here on this huge platform with millions of people. How did you go from there to where you are now? You know, it's interesting because like looking back, there's so many of those like small moments that have like, without those small moments, I wouldn't be in this situation now. And so like, you know, obviously going back to the injury, but um, you know, another one of those moments was, you know, I was, in the gym pretty much five, six days a week. And, and people started to notice like this guy that was, you know, pretty big a couple months ago, like is now like lost a bunch of weight. Right. And so, uh, one of the, uh, cycle instructors who had like, just, you know, been, he worked out, he's actually a good friend of mine to this day. Um, he was like, Hey Jared, like, I see that you've made this big change in your life. Like, would you like to teach classes? Like, I know you're here every single day anyway. And I was like, you know, I kind of pushed back on it a little bit. I was like, you know what? Like, I like to do my own thing. Like, you know, I don't know if I necessarily want to be, and I also, and I've talked about this pretty openly, like public, public speaking, like scares the crap out of me. Right. So like, like combine those two things. I'm like, I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm here anyway. I might as well make some like beer money out of it. It's not like like, I have my full-time career. Like I might as well just like give it a try. And I always talk about this, like, you know, my first class, I literally practiced the class, the cueing, the music for like every single day, multiple days for the week leading up to the class. And, um, the class comes around, I like posted on Instagram or, or, you know, social media that I was going to be teaching a class and the, and it was a new time slot. So like not many people in the gym knew that it was even a thing. And so I I'm trying to hype it up. And the only person that showed up come the class day was my best friend, Mike. And so like, I think back to that moment too. I'm just like, if nobody would have shown up, I don't know if I would have continued. Like, obviously I went down the whole like thing of, you know, you know, um, getting certified and all that. But like, if I was, if I just showed up, like that would have been a, a pretty big hit to my ego, but because my really good friend, basically one of my best friends was there. Like he helped me have the confidence to keep moving forward. And I also like put him through one hell of a workout because it's just like a one-on-one thing, but like, yeah, so that, that like started me on the, on the teaching aspect of it. And, you know, it started off where it was like a, not selfish, but more like, you know, I guess self-centered reason why I'm doing it, why I started it, because like, I want to make some beer money or there's some yep. extra money on the side, but like once the momentum started and people started coming to my classes and I started to get a following. And then those people started to make changes in their lives. They lost 20, 30, 40 pounds. Then it becomes, 
not just about me, then it becomes like, how many people can I help? How many, like, how far can we push this thing? And sure. It was just an LA fitness, but like, you know, or like a local gym, but like, you know, that's where my fire for cycling really started where it wasn't just about me. It was about helping other people achieve their goals and, and realize, you know, that they are capable of doing crazy and, and, you know, off the wall things as well. Oh, Oh, that gives me, that gets me so fired up. That's so good because it, it proves that the power is it's just in one person. Like it's you showing up to teach it. Your friend showing up is that one person. Like I remember when I enrolled as a coach with Beachbody and I made my post and I just remember like, okay, well, if nobody shows up, like, I guess I just figure it out. And it's like, all you need is, it's just proof that all you need is one person to believe in you. And you can, you can literally do anything. And it's like, we all need to listen to this and then consciously be that person for other people. Cause it's like, now look at the ripple effect you've had with this. And um, no, it, it, it take and whether it's cycling or, or anything else, right? Like yeah. it takes courage to be able to step out and put yourself out there. And so, you know, for me posting on Instagram and saying that I'm going to set this goal, like, you know, that, you know, although it's like uncomfortable, like that's actually like having that accountability and having people know that this, like people are going to probably think you're crazy until you actually get to that goal. Right. But like, if you put yourself out there and you actually do achieve that goal, like that, that's just even more power to you. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm thankful because now we all get to take your classes. So, okay. One more like part of this journey is then so you're, you're gaining confidence. People are pumped to ride with you. We're going to dive into your Ironman stuff in a second here, but can you tell us then how did it go then from, okay, you're crushing it at LA fitness. People want to come to like, did the CEO of beach, but did Carl call you up himself? Like who called you to say, Hey, how yeah. about this thing. And what the heck did you think about that? Were you scared? Were you nervous? Were you skeptical? Like you're kind yeah. of in a whole new arena now with the body platform. So like, how did that come about and what did you think of it? This is the aspect of like my journey that I just think is the absolute craziest. Like when I talk about like stars having to align to get me to this point, the way that I went from LA fitness to beach body is just like, it's like mind blowing. And sometimes like, I just like thank my lucky stars every single day that this series of events even happened. Right. So, um, it, it's sort of a long story. So uh, I was teaching at LA fitness and then the, uh, then COVID came. And so like, I was basically not teaching at all for probably a year, just about a year. And so, you know, I missed cycle. Like I was, I was riding on the bike, like uh, on the outdoor bike, on the road bike, but like, I wasn't teaching live classes pretty much for a year. And so my girlfriend's, uh, my girlfriend used to be a, a member of a circuit gym and they obviously shut down as well due to COVID for the, for the time being. And so one of the, her instructors was starting to do this new thing, uh, with EMS technology. Basically they put you in, in like a electro suit and they'll like do like a 15 minute workout with this like suit on that like stimulates yep. muscles. So because the gyms were closed, we were doing this like outside. And so she, they, because it was like a new company, they needed like quote unquote guinea pigs to like 
like train their trainers on how to like, you know, train the, the, the clients. Right. Yeah. And so me and my girlfriend were doing these outdoor classes with her, with her other, um, with her other trainer that she knew. And one day we got, we were going pretty consistently. One day we got to talking and she was like, um, she didn't know that I was a cycle trainer. Uh, we just got to talking. She's like, Oh, like these people reach out to me about this beach cycling, uh, company that's starting up where they're they bring bikes out onto the beach in Santa Monica and they teach classes on the beach. And I was like, that sounds awesome. I am a cycle trainer. Like I would love to be put in touch with them. So like next thing, you know, I'm teaching at this company called beach cycle. Now, pretty much a year of that, you know, I was teaching on the beach, like loving it. This like, I love beach cycle so much. And I will, wonderful. Yeah, like, something about like being outside yes. like, as the sun is setting on the position, like it is, it's freaking magical. But, um, so anyway, so I'm teaching there and I also have a full-time job, uh, in, in recruitment. And so this is where it just gets crazy. So, uh, we're in like, this is June, July, and we're in a hybrid sort of work environment where like at that time it was like maybe one day a month, we would go into the office, maybe two days a month, the rest of the time we're working at home. And so one of the days where I'm in the office, um, I like, I'm scrolling through Instagram at lunch and I get a message on Instagram and, you know, when I get a message from Instagram, I like, I don't have a big following or anything like yeah. that. Like I'm, I'm open, whatever. When I get a message matter, on Instagram from somebody <laughs> that I don't know, I just think it's one of these people like trying to get me to like, you know, pay for a million yeah. likes. They're like, get yeah. this many followers type of thing. So like most of the time I would just delete it. Right. Cause I'm like, I don't know this person, whatever. But this one day I was at the office scrolling through Instagram at lunch and I see this message from somebody, um, her name is angel. And she's like, Hey, uh, my name is Angel. Like I work at Beachbody. Came across your profile. Um, would love to chat with you about this like new platform that we have um, starting up. And I was like, you know what? Like most of the time, I would not answer this, but I recognize Beachbody, and I was like, you know what? Like I have 20 minutes to kill on my way home from work. Like let's just jump on the phone while I'm driving home. Uh, and so, wow. So I'm, yeah. So I so I took the call talking with Angel and like immediately clicked. She's so awesome. She's like one of the head producers over at Beachbody cool. and um, literally was auditioning two days later and, and got the gig like five days after that. But wow. like, I think back to it, I'm just like, if I wasn't at work that day or, or if any of those chain of events, if COVID didn't happen, like yeah. if none of those things would have happened, there's no way in hell that I would have ended up at Beachbody. And like, it's crazy because I was familiar with Beachbody beforehand. I had no sense or no clue of how amazing the community is as a whole, how supportive everybody is. And just, I mean, I said it already, but like, I think my lucky stars every single day that like that series of events landed me in this spot that I am right now. Mm, that is so, again, I keep thinking like setback, comeback, like COVID could have seemed like you, you know, you had this great momentum and I think it's a good lesson for all of us listening to this. It's like, you don't know, like, I, I'm a believer that there's always something better that lies ahead. Like if a door has shut, so another one's going to open it up. And like, that's a perfect example. And, um, that is freaking cool, Jared. I'm so glad that you didn't delete that DM because yeah. we all get those weird ones. <laughs> it's crazy. And you know what it is? It's like, there's that quote. It's like, life is about, it's like 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. It's like, totally. you know, the way you react to this situation or like, 
you know, how, how a certain situation plays out, like your life can take a drastically different path than you would ever expect. And so, totally. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I'm also like really dreaming about uh, you guys. Jared and I were chatting. He was a Michigan boy and originally. Now he's in Cali, and I'm, I'm, just in, I'm, I'm still a Michigan boy. Okay, I at heart, of course. Out of it. Yeah. But I'm like, I am really dreaming about that beach. Uh, cycle class is sounding really, really good right about You're now. ever in LA. It's Oh, uh, I will be signed up. Tell me where to go. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to ask you really quick. Um, I know that you've done an Ironman, which is absolutely incredible. I feel like that's such a feat. It's something that like, we all like, I just, like I've run a marathon before and I was saying to Jared, I'm like, I can't even imagine then doing a swim and a bike and all of that. So that's a physical task, but also a mental probably huge thing, you know, that you have to overcome and, and come over that adversity. So what do you think is like the best lesson that you took away from completing an Ironman? Um, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah. <laughs> first, well, first things first, for those who don't know what an Ironman yeah. is, it's 2.4 mile swim, 112 miles on the bike, and then a 26.2 mile run all consecutive. So it's 140.6 miles total. Um, when I was first deciding, cause you know, this was another one of those situations where it sort of evolved. Right. So I start off in a sprint triathlon, then Olympic, which is like a little bit longer. And then another thing with COVID I had signed up for a half Ironman, but the half Ironman got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know what, like if I have a, if it got pushed out a year, I might as well just like dive all the way in. Um, and, and while I'm training for the half, I might as well do the full. Right. So, um, there was a lot that I learned over that year of training that I will like take with me forever. Um, first things first is the importance of having people in your corner. Right. Uh, when I first signed up for the Ironman, I asked my girlfriend at the time, I was like, if I do this, if I go and and train for this thing, like, will you support me? Yeah. Because there's going to be days where I don't want to show up and, and, and all that. And she, like, I, I love her so much. She, she obviously was there to, she said yes. Yeah. But like, even at that time, neither of us knew how much of a commitment it would actually be like, like taking care of, like walking our dog when I'm like out on a long bike ride for seven hours in the morning. And that, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. I didn't really know how much I needed her support at the time when I asked that question, but like having her in my corner was such a, such a game changer. And not only her, but like my friends, the people who were taking my classes at at the time, like those, there's always going to be days where you don't want to show up or are less motivated and having people in your corner is monumental. Mm -hmm. Um, second thing I learned is if something means something to you and it sounds cliche because everybody has, you know, things pulling them in different directions and and commitments and things like that. But like, as a rule, if something is important to you, you will make time for it. Right. Like I was getting up at like 4am sometimes and like going for runs or or bike rides before work and then going to bed and like basically on my indoor bike until like God knows when, you know? So like, like having the discipline to like push through and, and fit it around my schedule was something that I never had before that. Uh, like I always, I, I thought that I had gained some discipline in my life during my transformation, but like, I really got like time discipline and things like that during my Ironman training. Um, and then the third thing that I would say is 
and I, I've talked about this at, at length, um, you know, during a few of my classes, but yeah. you can train and like, like for this example, right? Like I trained for a year for like one moment, like, like basically the moment of crossing that finish line a year up to that point. And like the, the early mornings, the late nights, the, like the time away from my, my family and friends, like my social life was, you know, yeah. <laughs> pretty much non-existent for that yeah, time. That, that beer money you were collecting. Was beer money, I was, exactly. <laughs> but like you can train up to that moment and the day of the race, everything went to shit. Like, I, I don't know if I can swear on this. Like, you can for sure swear on this. Literally, literally it was pouring rain, like torrential downpour. Um, the first second I jumped into the water on the swim, I hit my foot on a rock and my foot was like bleeding and cut up. I got in a, because of how bad it was raining that day, I've never been in a bike accident before. I got in a bike accident at like 20 miles an hour, flew off my bike, my bike, uh, the guy who hit me, his bike was totaled. My, when I like went to like look and check the damage, my, so like, if you've ever seen an aero bike or a, a triathlon bike, there's like aero bars that like point straight forward yeah. that you can lean on. They were pointed like at like a 90 degree angle. So I had to finish the four, the final 42 miles on basically a broken bike, um, of the bike ride. And so like <laughs> these things happen, but like being able to adapt and be resilient. Like in that moment, I was probably the most resilient I've ever been in my entire life. Where I was like, I have put my life into this for the last year. And so like just being able to adapt and like take a step back and say, okay, this is the situation. How do I deal with it? How do I overcome it? Like that, I lean on those moments all the time in my day-to-day life where like, mm-hmm. you know, with my day job, if like a client is giving me an issue or something like that, I'm like, I can ride 42 miles and then run a marathon like on a broken bike and then run a marathon while like my arm is bleeding or whatever. Like I can deal with this one little situation yep. in my day-to-day life. So like if I was like boil it down to those three things, like those would be my biggest takeaways. Obviously there's, there's smaller ones yeah. throughout the thing, but um, yeah, I mean, that was training for that race was like when I look back on like accomplishments and things I've done throughout my life, that will always be like one of the things I'm the most proud of because of the amount of work and, and hours that like, no, when hours, when nobody else is watching hours, when everybody else is sleeping and I'm just like out there running along the beach, like nobody will truly know unless they go through something like that, or like, you know, it doesn't have to be an Ironman. It could be some other goal that they're, they're training for, but like, you know, unless you go through something like that, that's that influential in your life and get to that point where you cross that finish line or accomplish that goal, it's really hard to articulate like the sense of pride that you can get from it. Totally. Well, and that's a huge thing with goals. It's not about the goal. It's Mm -hmm. about who you become on the way to the goal, you know, and too many people focus on just the finish line and it's, Mm -hmm. it's not about that. And why is it every time that you run a race? I feel like every race I've ever run back in my running days, it always is the shittiest weather. It's always something always goes wrong. (laughs) I literally got, I hurt my back like a month and a half before the race and wasn't able to run basically leading up to the race. I had like ran maybe like three miles in the the final six weeks weeks of training. And then like, I like, funny enough, I'm doing this charity thing where I'm supposed to be running, uh, this weekend, I'm raising money for the pancreatic cancer action network. 
uh, doing this thing where you run four miles every four hours for two days straight. So you run 48 uh, miles and last week I hurt my foot. So like, you know what, it's like, it's one of these things you just kind of like deal with it. It it's, it always happens, but you know, you, you fight through it and we'll we'll be excited to hear your victory of that race and that when you're done, you know, another obstacle that we can be like, Oh, Jared, you figured it out. (laughs) Um, Jared, you are so freaking inspirational. And I feel like there are so many good takeaways in here that people can just like apply to their daily life. Um, any, just, you know, if, if you're, if the listeners are on here and they're like, damn, I'm inspired, like, you know, whether it is to go sign up for a race or maybe it's to finally launch the business or to finally, you know, maybe they're a beach body coach and they haven't, you know, actually invited anyone or they haven't told anyone what they're doing yet. Like if they're sitting on fear or they're waiting for perfection, like what would be your one piece of advice to them to just freaking go for it? And I feel like you already taught us so many lessons that, but like if you had one piece of advice for the listener to just inspire them to like take some action, what would it be? Yeah. You know, I think the biggest thing is, and I didn't necessarily even believe it when I was going through my transformation, but like six months later, after I started my entire life was different at that point, And it set me on a totally different trajectory. So like, you know, if you're ever in a rut, like I was like, I was in a freaking rut, man. Like I, I could not get out. And like, I knew it emotionally and, and mentally, but like, I just, I didn't know how to overcome it. And six months later, my entire life was different. And like, it, it even got to a point where like I had switched um, like uh, my, my career path out, outside of cycling. I had changed my career path around that same time. And I had saw an old coworker like right, like six months later after I lost the, the like as I was losing the weight, I saw her out in public and I was talking to her and like five minutes into the conversation, she was like, Jared, is that you? And so like, that was a moment where I was like, okay, six months ago, I was unrecognizable. Like I am completely, I look completely different than what I did six months ago. And so don't discount how quickly things can change. And also say yes. Like I have said, like, I'll, I'll catch myself saying no all the time. And, and I used to more, but just say yes, man. Like, what do you have to lose? Like if something makes you uncomfortable or, you know, if something doesn't seem right at the time, chances are, if it makes you uncomfortable, it's actually something that's good for you. You know what I mean? So test your limits, test your boundaries, because, you know, I mean, I've, I've said it a million times, but like your life can be changed and your life can be in a totally different place. It might not even take six months. It could be one month. It could be yeah. two weeks. Like set yourself off on a different path than, than what you are currently on right now. If, if you, if you see that there's room for opportunity. Mm, I love it. Just start rip the bandaid guys. Like yep. that is, that's freaking awesome advice. Um, okay. Jared, where can people find you on social media? Um, you know, if people want to take your classes, there's some fun, exciting things on its way. Like what, where can people find you connect with you, Jared, all that goodness. Yep. Uh, well, first things first, um, I teach on body. So that's probably the most accessible way to see me on the bike. So yep. I teach every Friday at 10 AM Pacific, 1 PM Eastern. That's like my slot. Um, a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. There are more class slots coming where I'm like filling in and things like that. Uh, March and April are going to be very busy for me, which I'm very excited <laughs> for. Um, 
And, and I'm just so excited to like keep building these connections with everybody. Cause like I, we were talking offline before, um, before we started, but like, you know, my goal and what motivates me is, is helping other people get to their goals and, and really seeing how far that we can all take this thing. And so I just feel so lucky to be a part of this, this rocket ship. So, um, first things first is, you know, obviously on body, uh, my Instagram is Sclarticus. My last name is Sklar. It's kind of a, a play on Skl- um, Sklar and Spartacus. <laughs> like it. It's uh, you know, a stupid joke, but uh, you know, I, I love it. So I'm all about the puns. I'm all about the puns. Yes. Um, and, and that's the other thing, right? Like I, I love connecting with people. So like one of the things that I, I don't know if pride myself on is, is the right way of phrasing it, but like, you know, I just love the interaction. So like, if anybody tags me, if anybody messages me, like I make it a point to do my best to respond to everybody. Um, and I just love it. So, you know, message me if you ever have any questions or, you know, any comments about the classes, like I love hyping yeah. people up. That's what gets me going. And so, so that's, you know, probably the best place off of the bike. And then thirdly, um, you, if you've taken my classes before, if you haven't taken my classes before, my sort of like catchphrase is let's get that bread. And so, um, I have some, like some merch that are coming out. We got some hats that are going to be launching soon, uh, t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, and, uh, and we'll see where that goes to. That's so awesome. keep an eye out for that probably mid to late March. Uh, awesome. We will link it all, Jared, and I I will definitely get a let's get that bread hat. I'm all about it. (laughs) You guys, Jared, thank you so much for coming on. You're you're truly a gem and your your passion for all of this shines through. And that's why your classes are so good. And yeah, let's take this rocket ship, man. I'm I'm there with you. So um, you guys, thanks for listening. Go take Jared's class, follow him on social, and we will see you next week on the Kate Take. Bye, guys.